0: This is Popular Front, a podcast focused on the niche details of modern warfare and underreported conflict with me, Jake Hanrahan. Today we're speaking to uh, Caden. He's a photographer, a lad that does some work uh, for Popular Front. He doesn't really want his full name out there right now, but he has been covering the Make America Great Again protester uh, situation yesterday where all these Trump supporters stormed the Capitol building in the US. Honestly, the last thing I wanted to do was start the year off with a podcast episode about more angry US politics, but here we go. Um, it's a big deal, obviously, um, and Caden was there. He's going to be telling us all about what happened, what he saw, and why it happened. If you like what we're doing, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash So yesterday you were obviously on the ground covering the, uh, you know, this thing where the the MAGA people um, stormed the Capitol building. Um, but before we get into what you actually saw there on the ground, maybe you can just explain to us how this happened. Why did they suddenly turn up on January 6th? Why did they decide to, you know, break into the building? What happened?
1: Yeah, so... Basically, the idea, and I've been to a couple of these in the past, and kind of seen what they're about. The, the main idea here is that uh, the the election against Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, um, which, as you know, Joe Biden definitely has appeared to win. Um, they they believe very very strongly that it was a stolen election, that it was a fraudulent election, that like it was completely illegitimate, that there was like the votes were counted incorrectly. Um, There's weird stuff going on in the electoral college and whatnot, uh, and basically. They've had a couple, right? So this has like been a very common thing. Um, Infowars did a really big tour where they were going around to different cities and hold, hosting these events about election fraud. Um, obviously, Trump's been promoting different ones. He promoted this one via Twitter, told everybody to show up on the 6th. Um, and this one, to an extent, because we are getting close to inauguration, that's going to be on January 20th um, when Biden, you know, if all goes to plan, um, goes in the White House. I'm sure he will because um, that's like kind of just how it works. But yeah, this one was, in a way, slightly branded as somewhat of, like, a like a last stand. Um, because, obviously, like, this is about the last—this is probably the last thing that's going to happen until inauguration, in terms of that. There's probably going to be smaller protests, but this is definitely probably going to be the last big event for that, for protesting what they see as, like, a fraudulent election. So, as far as that decision to go into the Capitol, I had heard—now, and, like, this is anecdotal, I had seen, like, kind of memes, you know, people kind of joking about, oh, what if we just, like, rush the Capitol? I don't think that there was that much of a prior kind of conspiracy to do that, based on what I saw. Um, it didn't appear to be that organized, but it, there was definitely kind of a little bit of a last end mentality. I think everybody the the mood that I saw was kind of a "this is like our last shot." This is, you know, the last time we're going to stand up for this, and you know, so it was it was a little bit of a last stand kind of vibe going on.
0: Right, and and the reason being that the Biden victory was basically being ratified at that time in the cap capitol building is that right
1: more or less yeah i mean it's it's like yeah to an extent yeah That's 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 what i was reading um obviously it's a process it's like always kind of happening it's ongoing uh but definitely like there were definitely congressmen and other you know elected officials in that building at the time
0: Right. And Trump basically went on Twitter. He said, statistically impossible to have lost the 2020 election. (laughs) I mean, that in itself. I mean, what? And then he says, big protest in DC on January 6th. Be there, will be wild. And that's why they turned out, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. That is that is like, from what I could see, that was pretty much just why it happened. Um, I didn't see hardly anything else, like hardly any other people, like, initially promoting it. It seemed to pretty much fairly organic just through him um you know i'm sure there are obviously other people who made that decision to an extent but it was definitely something that you know the majority of people showed up because he said hey this is happening on the sixth you guys should show up it's going to be wild and it was wild to an extent
0: yeah before we get into how wild it was and what happened um there's something that i just want to point out so there this the QAnon that mad conspiracy theory in the u.s that all kind of links into this in a way so on the sixth the QAnons have been saying that Trump will, I think they said like, oh, Trump will send the military in to stop um, the ratification of the vote and all these dem- Democrats are going to get sent to prison. Obviously, that didn't happen. But a lot of the QAnons <laughs> were like, wow, something big is going to happen. Now, that's what they said was going to happen. That is not what happened at all. It was just a load of them and Trump supporters kicking off. And now they're saying, see, something happen?" It's like, well, no. That's like predicting your house is going to burn down and then setting it on fire. It's not the same, you know what I'm saying? Um, but but the reason I mention it is because like part of this was QAnon, part of it's you know hardcore MAGA Trump, but then a part of the hardcore MAGA Trump is also QAnon. Obviously, it's all tied together. Maybe just give us an idea of what kind of people were actually there.
1: Right. So um, in terms of just kind of demographics, it was mostly older people. Um, obviously it was mostly white people. There were a lot of Asians there. I noticed a lot of Asian folks out there. Um, there, it was, I mean, obviously the majority of it was like very MAGA centric because, you know, it was all about Trump. Obviously. Um, there was a ton of Q stuff. I saw a massive amount of Q stuff. A lot of people wearing the shirts to say, you know, like where we go one we go all and whatnot. Um, a lot of Q flags, like American flags with Qs on them, stuff like that. Um, There was a, yeah, there was definitely like the QAnon stuff was very, very present. Um, The majority of it was just pretty standard MAGA stuff. Although I would argue that like the majority of people who are willing to show up to something like that in force to that degree, they all probably to an extent kind of get into QAnon because it's, it's so connected, right? Like it's, you can hardly get MAGA without QAnon and vice versa. Like it's, it's so interconnected at this point.
0: Right. If you're QAnon, you're a 100% hardcore MAGA fan. If you're a hardcore MAGA fan, you're probably queuing on Uso.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, they're they're like and I was I was keeping my eye out for uh Proud Boy type stuff and whatnot. I actually didn't really see that, at least in the standard, they're kind of standard, you know, black and yellow get ups and whatnot, plate carriers and all that. Like, I actually did not witness that at all. Um now I'm just one man, right? So I don't I don't want to say they weren't there. What I did read a little bit and hear just kind of just around was that because Enrique Terrio, the leader of the Proud Boys, current leader of the Proud Boys, because he was banned from the city of D.C. Um, for all sorts of stuff. And it does seem to an extent that because of that, there was less of a overt Proud Boy presence there because I don't I just don't think that the, I think they lost momentum after Terrio got banned. Um, to an extent just with that event
0: there's definitely photos of them there though there's photos of them in these I mean some of them look like fucking SWAT <laughs> and they were yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know they had Proud Boys patches instead of SWAT team or whatever it's so fucking embarrassing yeah, yeah. yeah and, and hence
1: hence me saying like you know I'm just one man like I, I saw what I saw I didn't see a ton of them but I'm, I'm 100% sure they were there it's just impossible that they wouldn't be
0: and it, now a lot of you know the right wingers are like basically like don't talk about it but there were actual fucking Nazis there as well like, so there's a guy with a t-shirt that says yeah six million wasn't enough obviously alluding to the jews that were killed in the holocaust there was a guy with a thing that said fucking camp auschwitz you had that photo like with all the you know the guy with he's in military fatigues and wearing all this far right ukraine patches like so there was that element there too
1: they were definitely there i would say that they were there in small numbers um but they were there there was a picture uh of somebody i believe like putting up a ukrainian flag in the capital um which i'll have to double check but the that one you that go the guy who was like doing all the ukrainian stuff was quite interesting because i saw a lot of pictures of that dude and he was like really leaning into like the ukrainian far-right stuff for some reason totally bizarre but yeah they were definitely there i would say you know they were heavily outnumbered by the kind of standard sort of milk toast maga people but uh it was interesting i they, they were few and far between but they definitely were there
0: yeah yeah so basically there's thousands of trump people there all of these MAGA, I don't know, MAGA radicals, I guess you could call them, whatever. Um, How is it that they ended up actually, you know, even getting to the doors and then getting into the Capitol building?
1: When I arrived on the scene at the Capitol, it was right when they had essentially like kind of gotten through the fence to the Capitol grounds. Obviously, they had a fence around it um, initially, which was being guarded by Capitol police, to my understanding, from what I saw. Um, There are a lot of takes on that. Some people say that it was just objectively, they just straight up busted through the fence, they're climbing over it. Um, And some people were saying that the fence was more like, they basically opened the gates at a point. I, uh, and and there is some footage of gates being opened, right? So it almost does seem to me that to an extent they were kind of let, they were kind of like allowed to do it. Um, It was definitely a forceful situation, right? Like they weren't like, they didn't just walk up and ask and be like, hey, we want to go in the Capitol. And the police were like, okay. But it did definitely appear as if there was a little permissiveness from the police side of things that let them kind of get in there.
0: Yeah, um, there's definitely a lot of kind of false dichotomies and false kind of comparisons going around on Twitter. But one thing, in my opinion, that cannot be denied is if you compare the footage of the way the police reacted very timidly to the thousands of MAGA protesters pushing in on the Capitol building where fucking politicians were actually there, compare that to the way they dealt with the Black Lives Matter protests, it's, yeah. it, I mean, it's night and day, you know, there, there, yeah, there, there was barely any tear gas used until the very last minute. Uh, I mean, come on, like, you know, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, so, you know, and, and I've been, and I've I've covered a ton of BLM protests, like, in the past summer and whatnot, past year, really, and, yeah, yeah, it's 100% true, like, they, the police response was a lot uh, weaker than it was for BLM type stuff, and that was really interesting, and I... And that was the thing, too. It like, I was walking around and I was talking to people, right? Because that's sometimes the best way to get information. But a lot of these people weren't really saying the truth about a ton of stuff, which I would find out quickly. But there's all these rumors that they were just gassing people left and right. But, like, I know they did use gas, for sure. And during the day, I know they did use gas because there's pictures of it. Um, a couple of times, I believe they did, like, up towards near the Capitol. Um, but... You know, for anyone who's listening to this who's been around Tear Gas before, like, smell is distinct. The smell sticks around. It was windy that day, but the smell sticks around. You'll see people who've been affected by it. It's pretty obvious. Um, I just didn't really see that. There was a lot of pepper spray used, I'll say that.
0: Like the MAGAs were using pepper spray on police as well at one point.
1: Yeah, I think I think it was I think it was kind of a two-way street with that. There were definitely some quite isolated clashes um outside the Capitol that I, I saw from a distance. I spoke to a couple people who uh, claim to have clash with police who, you know, pretty obviously had clash with police just based on the state they were in. Um, but it was interesting. It was it was really it was a, a very, very interesting contrast between BLM stuff up into where it's almost like the majority of people were involved in these clashes. And for this, it seemed very isolated. It seems like people who were wanting to clash with police were really making that conscious decision. The police weren't pushing back very hard, you know, except when they were in the Capitol after a certain point, but that wasn't even the Capitol police. That was all mostly federal, you know, federal law enforcement. So,
0: yeah. And, and, you know, there is, um, you know no matter what people want to say about this the facts are that there's literally footage of police taking selfies with with capital protesters that broke in the MAGA protesters i should say and there's also footage of them like helping them down the steps and it's you know it's it's just so different to the response that they would have carried out against the leftists
1: yeah and, and i think and like you know i was just talking to a good friend of mine about this like uh not not to like get too tinfoil hatted about it but You know, with that, with what you just said in mind, like one does have to wonder to an extent, like how much did those versus federal law enforcement who were responded very viciously and very quickly to that, at least to the degree they could, they, they were not messing with federal law enforcement, like the FBI guys, the HRT and regional SWAT dudes. They were like, we need to get these people the fuck out of the Capitol. Like, this is bad. The local police, from what I saw and from what I'm hearing and seeing, like, it seems like a lot of them were maybe not, I'm not going to say. Incredibly permissive of it, but it definitely seemed like they didn't really care all that much. Um, I don't know whether that's because they to an extent agreed with the, with the general theme of the protest. Um, obviously, there's a lot of crossover between like Flynn blue line stuff, and whatnot, like back to blue stuff and the MAGA stuff. There's obviously massive connections there, um, so it wouldn't surprise me. But it it definitely goes without saying that there is a distinct possibility, from what I am seeing and what I saw, that the police kind of let it happen to an extent and definitely when it did happen didn't really care too much to actually respond to it
0: yeah i agree just from a from like reviewing the footage and and over the yesterday and today it's it's not um i mean obviously people will always cry their eyes about stuff like this but it's not partisan to say it's literally what happened when you see it yeah. it's just what happened like I, you know, I if I want to put my tinfoil hat on for a minute, I, you know, like you did, I think that, you know, A, there's a lot of Trump support amongst the police, which that's, you know, that's their right. That's up to them. Um, but also a lot of the politicians that were kind of siding with or at least kind of pretending to side with this idea of defunding the police, I think maybe a part of this was like for them to say, hey, like... You need us. I mean, the idea that them not doing their job equals oh yeah, then they should have all this money is nonsense. But you know what I'm saying. I do wonder
1: if yeah, that is inter- that's definitely a pretty interesting take for sure. Right, yeah. like was it
0: partly a protest on their point as well? I don't know. It's yeah, just yeah. a I don't know. Oh, fuck knows. But so anyway, so they get up to the doors and they they like they what they they broke the windows. How did they get
1: in? Yeah, it was various ways. So I've seen I saw footage of people breaking windows. Um, and and just like side note. I saw a video of somebody breaking open a window on the United States Capitol building with a plastic riot shield. I, I'm I'm really surprised that you're able to do that. Like I uh that's that's funny to me that they're they're using glass that week on the Capitol building. Like I was like, come on, man. But they were going in through the door for sure. It seems like the door wasn't a massive obstacle. I think they they got through that pretty quickly. Now which is also insane to me because you think like that's that's the Capitol building, it's where the highest, basically the highest levels of legislature in in the United States of America occur, right? And it's like, how, I I don't know how they got in those doors so easily. Like, that's, it's crazy that the security countermeasures that they had on that facility were that awful, that it was set, like, and, you know, of course, eventually they locked it down, but as soon as they got through the door, people were going in through windows, um, it was crazy. People were climbing up all sorts, people were climbing up the walls and stuff, um, Obviously, if anybody listening to this, if you haven't seen the Capitol building ever, um, it's surprisingly climbable. There's all this scaffolding set up that people were climbing up. I guess they were doing some renovations or construction. Um, So there's a lot of people climbing up walls. It's a huge building though, right? It's a huge, huge building. And it's very, uh, yeah, it's huge. It's very huge. And there's a lot of room to stand up top. There are are various levels of staircases and platforms um, around it, kind of like balconies almost. So. They packed a massive amount of people onto that thing. And in a way through that, like, I was, I was up, like, up right next to the Capitol for a while. I ended up leaving because I was like, this is simply just too many people. I didn't want to get sick. Um, but when I was up up there, uh, you know, it was so packed, I don't think that the police could have done anything. They could have shot tear gas into there, so it would have taken an hour for everybody to leave. Like, it was shoulder to shoulder for probably 500 yards, like, all the way up into the Capitol and then into the Capitol too, right? So it's almost just like the sheer mass of the people there, I think was really what allowed them to do that. There was almost nothing they could do. Like the police could not, you just can't hold back that many people in that fun, in that level of like a funnel of a place. Like if they want to go forward, they're going to go forward.
0: Right. Um, And then they, then they got into what was basically like the inner, I don't know, like the inner chamber, right? This is when the footage came out. There's politicians are kind of having to lock themselves in their offices and flee, And then, like, this woman was sadly shot and killed. Like, maybe just talk about that. How did that all unfold?
1: Yeah, so, to my understanding, um, once they got in, like, I think that there was a huge moment where, like, all these people all of a sudden got in and they were like, what the fuck do we do now? Like, we got into the Capitol. You know, it's one of those things where, like, they were obviously trying so hard to get in, but I don't think that they really thought they would. Um, Which just, like, goes back to what I was saying. This clearly was not all that premeditated at least before the day started. Because um, they got in there and it seemed like they had no idea what to do. There are people, they're running around inside there. People were yelling. There's a video, a very funny video of a guy running around there yelling, uh, like, don't vandalize property, which is like kind of a classic thing or they want to set themselves apart from, say, like more uh, anarchist type or BLM type protesters who have been historically more willing to use vandalism as a tactic. When um, they were like breaking windows and stuff, so it kind of didn't matter. I was like, come on, man. You've already broke into the Capitol building. Like it's a bit late. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, it's like it's super late for that. But they got in there. Like it seems like after that, like the guys they had in there currently, um, whatever law enforcement dudes basically tried to start locking it down. It was difficult because there's so many people in there. Uh, that was where we get that that insane picture from the chamber of the House of Representatives, where uh, all the I believe, other Secret Service or Capitol Police guys are pointing their glocks through that little hole, which is where they eventually shot that woman through.
0: Yeah, so maybe explain that. So there's this image going around where the police are pointing the guns through this small hole. I don't think she was shot through there. You know, I think it was a different part, actually, because there was like a big window. She was trying to climb through it. Yeah. But what was that all about?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, it seems like like she was just taken slightly too far. And and it is tragic that it happened. It's really sad that anybody had to die because of this. But it seems like in that situation, now I'm sure that a lot of people who are in there, I mean, I can only imagine the adrenaline, right? Um, I think people were getting really worked up. They're really heat of the moment. I think that uh, there was a big drive from the footage I saw that people needed to just keep going. Like, they were like, this room, we need to get in this room, we need to get in all the rooms, like we need to get in everywhere. And I don't even know do what, like for the most of the time, like what I was seeing was that people were just going in rooms and taking pictures. Like, (laughs) right. They weren't really bashing anything up. They were to an extent, but like, and, and I guess, you know, that woman basically just chose the wrong room to try to get into. Honestly, Um, they were trying to break down something. And I think that whatever guy was behind the trigger, that shot was just like, this is going too far. Like if we have people in here, I believe that there are, you know, legit some politicians in there. And who were like, like, that's their job, right? Like, they get paid to make sure those politicians don't get hurt. And I suppose like that woman just took a step too far and tried to get in there too aggressively or just tried to get in there period. And that was just the wrong room.
0: For anyone that hasn't seen the footage, basically they get in through, to, like, like Caden's saying, they just, they just keep going. It's like, they don't really have a plan. They just keep pushing, keep pushing. And then there's, a, there's an area where they've kind of smashed through the windows of a door. And I think there's like, I don't know what they are, some kind of security agents behind there. And they're just saying, don't come any further or whatever. And then this woman tries to get, she just gets up onto the window. A shot goes out and it hit her in the neck. Uh, I believe it hit an artery and she's, she's dead now. So yeah. for the sake of all of this madness, she you know one person is now dead.
1: Yeah. And it seems like from the footage, like, it seems like she pretty much died on the scene. Not, not to get too gruesome about it, but like, it seems like watching the footage, like she goes pretty limp pretty fast. And it's like, yeah, it seems like she died in there and it was crazy. Like, and, and I was obviously, I was not in the Capitol. Um, I definitely did not want to go in there for obvious reasons, but I was outside at that point outside the Capitol. And when I heard that happened, it was like, it was just this huge kind of shockwave of rumors throughout the crowd. And people were like, speculating, like, are they shooting, like, everyone now? Like, are they just clearing rooms uh, and just killing everybody? And a lot, there are people who really thought that. They thought that uh, this one woman got shot, this probably means that they're just going to kill, like, everyone who's in there. And they didn't, obviously. Um,
0: They thought then, like, you know, we've spoken a little bit about this. A lot of people online are, are getting very... Getting very excited and calling it an attempted coup. I mean, I'm sorry, by any standard, it, it was not an attempted coup. It was, you know, these people are, are, are basically d- refusing to accept a democratic vote, but they didn't go in and kidnap the leader. I mean, Trump told them to stop. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's yeah. it's close to being, you know, the start of what maybe would look like some kind of insurgent activity, but it's not yeah, fucking yeah. coup. But they they... They like what I'm trying to get an idea of is like you were there. Like at what point did they kind of turn? You know, like what point did they they suddenly be like, okay, this isn't just a protest now, this is a revolution? Because I have heard people saying that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. People were people were chanting stuff like that. Um, it was it was very very funny. Um, because I was like, man, this is a bad revolution if this is a revolution. But um, I I think the time that turned was like when they got onto the Capitol. Um like, once they got in there, I just think they just wanted to keep going. Like, I think the point in which they got through the fence and started actually accessing the Capitol grounds around the steps, they were all packing, like, hanging flags off of stuff. I think after that, it was just like, I think everyone, a lot of those guys were probably really hyped up on adrenaline. They were just so in the moment, they were like, okay, what's next? Like, we're on the Capitol, why not go in? I think it was like, you know, I don't think that there's necessarily a turning point. I just think it progressed. And I think that as they, as they kind of achieved more in their kind of journey to getting into the Capitol, which would result in them getting in, um, I think that they just like, they just wanted more. Like it's, it's almost like it was, it was a similar dynamic to how you can see to an extent in some, um, more destructive protests for other stuff, whether it be like anarchist type stuff. Like a lot of times, like you do one thing, you're like, oh, we'll do this now, too. Like, we batched this one place up. What's Why not the next one? I think it was a similar thing. Like, you get on that train of thought, you, you've established that you're breaking whatever law, you're trespassing, you're vandalizing stuff, whatever. And I think you just kind of get on that train of thought, and it's kind of hard to get off that until you kind of come down off that adrenaline and just that herd mentality. Like, I think it was honestly just, like, a, a heat of the moment. They were just so psyched that they got onto the Capitol that they were like, why not go in?
0: Yeah, well, it's when when the tone has been set for the crowd, it, everyone kind of follows. However, I, I should point out, you know, I, I think Robert Evans was tweeting this. I saw some photos of there were like some of the MAGA guys were carrying. I think one guy had a sidearm and he was carrying um, like uh, zip ties, which you know, obviously yeah. you would you would cuff someone's hands right. with if you didn't have handcuffs or whatever. So I think I some of them had. I, I saw. You saw them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I saw well, I, I actually did not see any sidearms, but I, I have seen that, I have seen that picture, Um, but I didn't see any sidearms personally, but I did see a lot of zip cuffs, which I thought was interesting, um, I don't, and, I don't know, I think it would be easy to be like, they were going to go kidnap politicians, I think it's easy to say that, and I do think that uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe somebody had that, like, LARP in, in their head, and they're like, "Well, oh, I'm going to go drain the swamp all by myself, um, but, I, honestly, with all that stuff, I just see it more as like a, just a huge LARP. I think if anything, like I, I doubt that people are showing up like with flex cuffs because they're going to go like flex cuff Nancy Pelosi. Like I I don't know. It just seems. But they they did
0: get into our office though
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah. They yeah. Um. But I it just seems unlikely to me that people and I might be wrong. I'm sure now it would be insane for me to say that there weren't people who probably wanted to do stuff like that. There's no way there wasn't. But. I have, sometimes, I have a little bit trouble believing that there was, like, a large-scale current of thought that that was what was going to happen, because it just seems so, like, at the time, it just seems so unplanned. Nobody really expected that to happen. Now, there are people who showed up in full protest gear helmets. Um, Some people were wearing, uh, like, ballistic armor. Some people were, you know, you know, knee pads, tactical gear, whatnot. I mean, it's all just kind of a LARP, right? But I think that they're more worried about, like, Antifa people showing up than, like, squaring off with cops. I think some people were definitely very prepared to square off with cops. People had gas masks and whatnot. But I don't know. I, I don't you know, that that's a really audacious plan to try to like kidnap or kill politicians and knowing the uh, operational security or OPSEC that these guys have it just seems unlikely that they would have been able to talk about that to an extent without getting scooped up by the FBI beforehand, to be honest. I mean, obviously, the FBI screws up a lot, right? But it's just, I don't know. Something about it just doesn't like ring true to me that at least a significant amount of people had that goal in mind. I, I just don't think that they had a very specific goal. I just think that they got hyped up and were like, let's do it. It's it's odd. It's it's very it's a weird it's a weird nuance.
0: No, I agree, and this is why it's important that you know what happened on the ground versus what people are now turning it into on social media. And I do hate to talk about social media, but this did happen in the U.S., so it is a big social media event.
1: That's where most people get their news,
0: right? And unfortunately, you know, I mean, there's there's going to be hundreds of like you know, so-called internet radicals that are extremely angry at us for the way we're talking about it. And that that's fine. It doesn't matter. But like yeah. that that discourse is now exploding on the, on the Twitter and that. And, you know, it's not to excuse these fucking idiots. It, it's just that like yeah. the reality was, you know, they went there misguidedly because Trump was like, go and do it. And then they were like, fuck it, let's go. And they just kept going, right? Like it wasn't like a planned militant coup or anything like yeah. that. From your point of yeah, view was- anyway.
1: And if 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 it was a planned militant coup, it was a very poorly planned and executed <laughs> <Yeah>. one, <laughs> because uh, you know I just like at the end of the day, like uh, I inauguration is still going to happen in like thirteen days, like the government's still working, like I, you know obviously, like I I do think I do think it sets a bad precedent in a lot of ways, right? Um, I. I definitely think it's significant, and I don't want to downplay the significance of it. I think it's crazy. Obviously, it's the first time that's happened since the uh, British did it in the War of 1812. Good old Brits. Uh, yeah, the Brits did it before we did somehow. I don't know. It, it's, it, it wasn't a coup. No, it was definitely significant, but it's just like I, I understand why people think it was totally. It makes sense, Like, especially viewing it from social media. I know there are people on the ground who, who, who were saying that too, and I respect their opinion on it, but I just... What I witnessed just like i said if it was a coup it was a terrible one like you know they didn't succeed i don't know what goals they succeeded in right i mean the capital wasn't burned down i mean it's still there like they're gonna have to repair it i guess and probably step up security measures but the capital's still there
0: yeah Um, there was a lot of show and something that was very interesting I, i don't want to get too into any political stuff but it was very interesting to see like people that, you know, on the 5th were ACAB radicals and on the 6th were like, where's the police? You know, like, oh, they've trashed Pelosi's office. It's it's a very weird, like the whole thing exposed a lot of things here and there. And, and the right wing are just absolutely, literally, some of the right wingers are even saying now that the the trump all those thousands of trump supporters that went in they've started saying that certain members of them were actually antifa in disguise oh, yeah. it's insane
1: oh yeah it just on that note about the, the antifa conspiracies about that um you know while i was walking through the crowd like every so frequently i heard people asking like uh and i and to be quite honest i think a lot of it was kind of targeted at me i i was not dressed like i was an antifa dude that day i'm not that stupid. Um. But definitely, like, you'd walk around and people would be... You would hear whispers about, like, where's Antifa? Like, who in this crowd is Antifa? Like, if there were Antifa there... Uh, and I was, like, not dressed like I was an Antifa dude. Like, I, you know, I dress apart part when I go to protests. I want to blend in. Um, and I, I blended in quite well. But even I, just because I have, like... I, it was probably, honestly, just because I was wearing glasses or something. Probably just because of the glasses I wear. They probably thought I looked like some... Uh, I don't know anarchist dude or something and they were they were like I heard people talking about me and uh, my friend Mark who I was there with who like they clearly didn't really trust him either (laughs) like it was just it was a mess like there was so much uh internal fear of Antifa being there I just couldn't see that even happening I mean obviously I mean it's it's so obvious that it was not an Antifa conspiracy like that's it's I don't know why I'm like explaining why it wasn't but it's just funny like they were so worried they're clearly very paranoid right yeah very very paranoid incredibly paranoid
0: um, there's something I read uh, recently, again, going to social media, not something we normally do here, but I just think it's relevant considering the way this is snowballing and the way it did. There's a really interesting thread. It, it's quite long, but I'll just read it out to you and then, you know, see what you think about it considering you're on the ground. So it's from um, freelance journalist Elise Thomas. I thought it was a really interesting thread. Um, so she says, for me, the striking thing about so many of these images of rioters in the capital. is, is that what they're doing, all of them, is creating content for social media. At least in their minds, the true seat of power is not actually in that building, it's online. Politics is always performative, but the nature of the performance has changed dramatically in just a few years. What we saw today was the sudden violent disruption of one performance, the certification of electoral college votes, for another wilder show. They could have done anything in that building today, meaning the Capitol building. What they did by and large was take selfies and create social media content. That was what really mattered to them. Whatever higher motives they might claim, their actions suggest that was the real motive for many of them. It's no coincidence that the star and driving animus of this show is a man who has built his whole life and business around delivering compelling performances on broadcast and digital media. Now, I'm not saying I agree with 100%, but I think that's a very interesting thread. What do you think?
1: I, I mean, honestly, I, I by and large kind of agree with that. Um, I, Yeah, like... That's the thing. Like, so when I was outside after a lot of people had evacuated the capital, like I, uh, I briefly spoke to a couple people who had been in, or just and just overheard conversations with people who you know who had been in there, and like the way they were talking about it uh, was was definitely kind of conducive to that for sure. Like, it, I think most people are just psyched about the spectacle more so than like because. I so the thing is, is that like, the question that I haven't seen a lot of people answer is. What would they have really done in there, right? Like, at the end of the day, I mean, obviously they could have roughed up some politicians. They could have, uh, you know, busted up the building for sure. But it was like once you're in the Capitol, like, what do you do? And and they didn't really do much, um, but kind of run around in there. And and it, and it did really seem like that. Like it seemed like they didn't have a, an explicit goal of being in there, besides besides like generating media. Honestly, like it. It really does, I, like, I honestly agree with that thread fairly wholeheartedly. Like, I just, because at the end of the day, they're playing by uh, a different set of rules than the legislature does, right? Obviously, like, they can bust in there, but that's not going to stop legislature. I mean, it did for that day, and it definitely is going to have major impacts in a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm not, like, as an American, I'm not going to stop hearing about this for probably another year, if not more. This is definitely a very significant moment uh, to start the new year with, and it's going to stick around for a while, but I guess my point is like, th- that's, that wasn't actually going to feasibly change the legislature, that was not going to block the election, because there's no way it could, honestly, in my opinion at least. Because the election the election pl- does not play by that rule set, they play by the rule set of, of how elections go, and like electoral politics, and electoral college, and legislature, and Congress, and whatnot. It's like... They disrupted it for a day, but disruption doesn't actually cancel the machine that creates the votes and creates, you know, the, you know, the fact that Biden's the president. So,
0: yeah, I, I, I honestly agree with that. That's a great point. And the only thing that does disrupt it is, well, disrupt it permanently is an actual coup, <laughs> you know, like one that yeah, actually—that's yeah. the only way to actually forcibly do it. And you know, obviously, that's not a democratic thing, um, but it's something completely different. um I think what you said there is interesting, though. Like, you know, you're not gonna—this isn't gonna just go out of your mind, you know, as, a, as an American and whatever. Like, do you think this is perhaps the start of something worse, something bigger?
1: It's really hard to say. Um, you know, I think the dust is still settling, like really hard. I think, like, I, I think people are just trying to figure out like how to deal with this. Because it, is, it was incredibly unprecedented, right? I mean, like I said, this hasn't happened since for over 200 years. Um, and it's not only has it not happened, but it hasn't happened with that side of the aisle for that long, right? Like, it's been a very long time since uh, the right wing. I, I mean, I can't really honestly name another time in which the right wing has really done something like this. Obviously, the right wing has done a bunch of other things. Uh, you know violent or disruptive protest actions or you know political stuff whatever
0: terror attacks
1: yeah oh totally but this is different like this is a totally different thing and you know it's 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 what it kind of bothers me a little bit when i'm seeing people classify it as stuff that the that the american right has done before because it's just so different and like i don't think anybody really knows how to deal with this right now and i i i don't know what I will say is that I doubt it'll happen again, <laughs> at least for a long time, because, like, man, like, somebody's getting fired over this. It's it's weird, because in a way, it is very significant, and I think it does matter a lot, right? I mean, I think this definitely matters, um, and I don't want to come off as dismissive at all, because um, I understand. I'm sure a lot of people will hear what I, my takes on this and think I'm being very dismissive of it. I'm not, but I think... In terms of, like, like this isn't actually... I don't think this is going to change the election. I don't see how it could. I mean, like, the elections are decided in that building, but they're not decided in that building by protesters. They're decided in that building by politicians. Yeah, you know, it's funny because, like, a lot of those kind of MAGA-types, like, they they kind of half have faith in the system and half don't. They obviously kind of like the U.S. government in a lot of ways, but also don't trust it. Um, obviously, we can see, like, the QAnon stuff. But for people who are really big on kind of law and order, it definitely was not executed well because they're not, they're not very good at committing crimes. Um, and while they did successfully pull off what they pulled off, I just, yeah, I just don't think this is effective. Like I don't, this isn't going to get them any closer to their goals. In my opinion,
0: I don't even know if they, I don't know if they really know what their goals are now because you know, Trump is gone now. He's out.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, and part of me wonders like, is this, is this like a, a signal of a little bit of a new future? Not, I'm not saying that like just, you know federal buildings being occupied temporarily all the time although i'm sure it'll, i'm sure this will happen again in like a state level listen like state or something like state level something i'm sure it'll happen again it has happened before in state level stuff but um i think there is a cult of personality for sure um but in terms of keeping him in power in terms of him being the president i just don't i don't see how this could help that like i think if anything that shot him in the foot yeah it's This is just not how that happens. And I think, if anything, he just shot himself in the foot super hard. Because, I mean, this is fuel for the Democratic Party for a million years. Like, you know, it was, in a lot of ways, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people on on, uh, the Republican side of things, on the Donald Trump side of things, that are pretty embarrassed by this, if anything, right?
0: Well, yeah, it's definitely kind of reaffirmed, or at least brought back together a kind of centrist bipartisanship you know like the never trumpers on the republican side the liberals are all kind of you know very clutching their pearls about the fact the offices were ransacked and i, and I don't mean to say that like this isn't important but it's yeah, just yeah. you know it's it's funny like you know oh you know let people starve and die and yeah go to war and kill and, you know, don't give the money to the right. poor and don't do anything about the police, you know, improportionately shooting black people. But oh my God, Nancy yeah. Pelosi's office is wrecked. That's kind of something that both the Republicans and the liberals can, you know, come together and and very much, like I said, clutch their pearls about. And I think I think you're right. Yeah. If anything, these maggots have shot themselves in the foot and they've kind of given an olive branch to both sides in that way, you know, They're, they've they really singled themselves out as fucking nutters.
1: Oh yeah, totally. And, and just... Yeah, it's it's just crazy, and and I don't like I, I I don't I'm not like and I don't mean to say I I do not think this is anywhere near the death of that movement. I think that if anything, it's just a new new phase. Um, but I am very curious to see how that will continue because obviously a lot of these people, like especially the people who are showing up to stuff like this, a lot of the people who are willing to like go up on the Capitol and even go inside, like uh, Donald Trump being president has been a big part of their lives for a long time now. You know, close to eight years, and. I'm curious where they're all going to go. Like, Where where does somebody who rushes the Capitol go after Donald Trump leaves office? What does he do then?
0: MAGA TV, mate. That's what's going
1: to happen. Well, yeah, the grift is going to (laughs) continue.
0: My worry is, though, that after something like this, it only takes one or two of these people to be emboldened. Now, half of these MAGA guys and girls that were at this thing are probably going to be like yeah that was amazing but then not do it again there's going to be one or two that are going to get a flavor for it and they're going to go oh, yeah. hmm and i worry like there is i do think it's potential that you know there might be a big big kind of mega bomber or something you don't
1: know you know like i'm to be quite honest man i'm i'm, I'm actually quite surprised that hasn't happened yet um and it was funny there are actually a lot of rumors just scattering around all day yesterday about bomb threats and whatnot and i know that there were a lot of bomb threats that were called in of course because I don't know why people like calling in bomb threats so much, but it seems to happen all the time with this stuff. Like, <laughs> but there are all these bomb threats people are talking about, right? And I was honestly, like, of all of all events, I was like a little bit uh, actually worried about it for once, because normally it's you know you always have to be wary, but a lot of times it's kind of bullshit. This one, I was like, huh. There, there was a
0: rumor on Twitter and stuff like, oh, yeah. someone brought a pipe bomb in. Like, I don't know if it was true. I don't think so, but yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, and and once again, I'm only one man. I, I'm not like as I don't have like X-ray vision. I can't see what's going on all the time. But like, uh, I, I didn't see any EOD units, right? So, who knows? Yeah, it was. I think it was in a lot of ways just a rumor. I know that there were some called in, but I, I think that they were deduced as non-substantial pretty quickly. But. I don't know. I, I do I do kind of think that, the, you know, the fact that they kind of like broke the wall, uh, no pun intended, of doing stuff like this may signal the fact that it may happen again in the future. I don't know what it'll take form as. But yeah, I, I definitely think it could happen. I am curious what's going to happen at Biden's inauguration, to be honest, um, not to be like. I don't know, not not to be super worrisome about it or, or kind of, like, be fearmongering about it, but, like, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen then, because I, I'm curious, like, how the momentum of this happening is going to carry on to, you know, an event that's full of really psyched Democrats who are like, you know, fuck yeah, Biden's president now. I'm curious how that's going to carry over, because it's in quick succession, too, <laughs> like... I definitely think we have an interesting next couple weeks to look forward to. I don't think anything too crazy is going to happen, but I do think there is potential now. And I think that since that wall has been broken down, um, you know, the mask has been taken off to an extent. And I wonder what tactics people will be willing to use next. I'm not I'm not saying that in a way where I'm like, oh, I think people are going to start, you know, camping out in the woods and being insurgents or something like that or just bombing everything. But, you know, you never know, man. I mean, it's it's all speculation at this point, but it definitely does signal an interesting shift
0: yeah yeah um i i think i think as well um i think you're right you know the QAnons have already now shifted to the 20th of january that's when something big is going to happen and you know when it doesn't obviously something big could happen with them kicking off but obviously you know nothing QAnon prediction is going to happen because it's bullshit but i think you're right i think like if there's any time when you know there will be a, a real serious turning point for them it will be there it will either be the kind of the flames are, are dampened so much that it, it starts tailing off or there's something really bad. And if something really bad happens, I think that will then be the end of it. It will be like almost like all of this has to bubble up to an explosion to kind of nip it in the bud. And I don't mean that I want that to happen, or that it should. I just think that's how it's going. Unfortunately. Um, is there anything else you, you want to kind of mention about this before you wrap it up, man? Uh,
1: I, I mean, I'll just say just to wrap it up, like, uh, you know, uh, it was, it was really crazy, um, but just side note, like, besides the stuff that happened in the Capitol, it was definitely insane hearing flashbangs go off from inside the United States Capitol building, but other than the Capitol stuff, it was actually incredibly boring, um, there was very little going on most of the day, besides the Capitol stuff, which is, which is just an interesting anecdote, um, yeah, well, I mean, they sealed off the Capitol and like, nobody could go in or out, and then everybody just kind of hung out, like, it was, it was very odd, like, uh, On the inside of the Capitol, there's all this chaos, of course. But then on the outside, it was kind of just like a block party. Like, it was kind of just people hanging out and drinking beer and just kind of talking about how they hate Joe Biden. And it was was quite odd because, like, you know, I was hanging out there with my friends who I was with, taking pictures and whatnot, and then, like... You know, I would hear flashbangs and tear gas going on inside the Capitol, and then I would just be out there and people would just be hanging out there smoking a cigarette, like just like nothing was happening. it was very, very odd. But,
0: Split into two, like there's one people inside giving it big, and then there's the others are just like hanging around.
1: Yeah, just kinda hanging out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it was just I, I, I definitely I just want to say that to kind of uh, you know, add to add my own experience to like the discourse over like how the general uh vibe of the event was as a whole. Like outside of the Capitol stuff and the, the clashes that happened like in that initial uh thing and of course there there were some clashes later at night um when people were refusing to accept the 6 pm curfew besides that stuff like it was actually incredibly boring like very dull there was people talk sitting around talking about QAnon and trump and all that stuff but
0: this is why it's important to get that kind of you know that nuanced outlook from the ground because yeah. obviously it was fucking bonkers it was a big mess oh, it was, it was ridiculous thing, but, but yeah but like yeah there's a lot more to it um, alright mate um, where can people you know, follow your work on social media
1: sure so um, if you want to follow my work where I'm doing photography and covering protests and whatnot, follow me on Instagram at uh, at, under, wait, at unrealism underscore 1000 and I would also suggest following my friend Mark Mara which is at Mark Mara with two R's underscore who has already published some pictures from the event um, and that's where you can find my work on this kind of stuff so check that out
0: All right, man. Thank you very much, man.
1: Appreciate that. Of course. Thanks for having me on.
0: That was Caden speaking about the chaos of the Make America Great Again Trump supporters storming the Capitol building. Um, There's probably going to be a lot of people upset about us, upset with us, because, you know, we don't you know i don't think it was a coup and a, a, somehow the uh, the discourse on twitter now is if you don't say it was a coup you're like cancelled or something um who gives a fuck remember it's always good to debate always good to argue always good to uh, have a chat um yeah yeah uh, as as caden said do check out his photos on uh, instagram at unrealism underscore 1000 if you like what we're doing here at Popular Front, please do consider supporting us at patreon.com slash PopularFront. You get bonus episodes, access to the community Discord, narrated articles, discount on merchandise, all sorts. Patreon.com slash Popularfront. This episode is sponsored as always by Oracle Coffee Shop in Portland, Oregon, USA. Shout out to Frank. Uh, They're an independent coffee shop selling only fair trade products. See them at 3875 Southwest Bond Avenue, 97239. Check them out, ask, um, tell them Popular Front Center, you might get a discount, I don't know. The episode is also sponsored by Propagandopolis, an outlet selling and informing people about historical conflict propaganda throughout the ages. Get prints at propagandopolis.com and use the code popularfront10 to get 10% off. Watch our documentaries look us up on YouTube, youtube.com/popularfront. Our website with everything on there is www.popularfront.co. Our Instagram is instagram.com/popular.front. Um, we're also on Twitter, twitter.com/popularfrontco. And then if you're looking for me on social media uh, It's always at Jake underscore Hanrahan H-A-N-R-A-H-A-N Music in this episode, the intro was by Home And the outro was by Sam Black Listen to Sam's music at SamBlackPF.com As I said at the start, um, thank you very much to the Patreons uh, Specifically the higher tier Those people are Bethany uh, ketamemes and sexual themes. Okay. Tina, Damien Boyd, Larson 8669, Badnads. Bjorn Kirsten, Diamond Steen. Jacob. Michael O.'Connor. Zach Picard, Todd Cravens, Will Anderson, Alexander. Nicholas Butter, Ron Swanson, JD, Jav, Ian Frois, James Cully Michael Akakan, Ethan Reyes, Reyes, I don't know, sorry about that, tell me if I said it wrong. Fitz Madrid Joe Watt, Alex Northrup, Ed Kulthard, Johnny Lafleur, Hugo Newski, Mike Barone, Scott Hopton, Liam Williams, Chris Cusumano, Degenerate Zero Alpha, Jojo Arani, The R, Trey Nance, Charlie, Amy R, Rubicon, Mink, Frank Austin, Melia Mee, Noazi, Christina Rivetti, Freya Northman, Ali Hunter, Moody Al Rashid, Bill Wilson, Andrew Hurley, Vida Provost, Brian McLaughlin, Tom Lockrin, Young Wasabi, Surushe Hawazi, Tony Bin, Adam Berg-Snyder, Sebastian from the Discord, Stephen Devila, Anthony Kabarek, Patrick Bronte Dan Donham Fletcher Tate Chad Walker Diana Govinek, Cuball Lawrence Abrahams Peter McCormack From What Bitcoin Did Emily Molly Axel Iverson Christopher Martin Ryan Sandercock Moritz Zumbul and k hardy roberts thank you all so much really appreciate the support without you uh, popular front would collapse frankly so thank you very much again if you like what we're doing please do consider supporting us go to patreon.com slash popular front or if you don't like patreon go to www.popularfront.co support and there's many different ways you can support us there donations bitcoin all sorts check us out